Hey, this is Daniel. And I'm Pat. And we are Y2K Movies. A podcast about the films of the 21st century. This week we're looking at 2011's Detention as a copycat killer named after movie villain Cinderella stalks the student body at Grizzly Lake High School. A group of co-eds band together to survive while serving detention. Directed by Joseph Kahn and written by Kahn and one Mark Palermo, Detention was released at uh, the 2011 South by Southwest in March and then saw a slightly wider theatrical release April 13th, 2012. Um, Why they didn't wait till 420, I have no idea. It would be exactly one week later. (laughs) So uh, this movie dropped during the heyday of my film journalism career over at Chud.com and was super well-received. Um, I did not see this in the theater because I don't think there was really much of a theatrical release. But I know as soon as it hit DVD and video on demand in July of 20, I know we said 2011, but it kind of reached the masses 2012. Uh, as soon as it hit VOD or DVD, I definitely caught this one and um, fucking loved it. I, I, I was the champion of this movie for so long. This was this weird undiscovered gem that I I adored and would show to people and then kind of just forgot about it over time. And then out of nowhere, like two weeks ago, you, you texted me about it. How the, why did this pop up on your fucking radar? Uh, so I was, I have this subscription and it's called horror pack and it gives me like four Blu-rays a month, right? For like okay. 20, like 20, 30 bucks. Um, and, and it was one of the Blu-rays in it. So I actually own it now and it's fucking awesome. Wow. Yeah. It was it, sick. It, it's also streaming on Tubi and Amazon. I just want to say so for our audience out there. If you man, if you don't Tubi, have, yeah, Tubi, man, they are like <laughs> MVP, dude. They are really yeah. good. They are. They are quality stuff. So, um, yeah. What was your What was your impression of it? I mean, you so you went into this totally blind, no hype, no nothing. This could, no be, nothing. This could be awesome, could suck. Yep. And uh, I what went into thoughts? it. I so I went into it perfectly like in the zone for this movie you know right. i was i was hitting like peak high uh <laughs> i and i was like oh shit a dane cook movie i was like fuck it let's do it like and <laughs> we're watching it and there's not as much dane cook as i thought there was going to be which was totally fine though because right. dude i think this might be josh hutcherson's best performance ever he was uh, a producer on it too did you notice that yeah i did and yeah like I, dude, I, I can't. I'm a little upset that I let this movie. Th- this movie came out like right after I graduated high school. It would have been such. It would have been like such a perfect like early twenties movie, you know? Like, yeah. Oh, it'd been. It would have been a party movie, you know. But I, I, I got to it a little too late. But you know, man, it. I'm happy. I'm happy with the state of mind and where I'm at in life when I watched it because fuck, it was funny. <laughs> It's uh, yeah, it's kind of, you know, that 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 summary that we gave at the top of the episode uh, that it's about a copycat killer named after movie villain Cinderella that uh, there's no way to really describe this movie. It's funny that you said, oh, it's a Dane Cook movie. And I mean, I think that, you know, to be fair for our audience, it's it's very hard to really pin down. I likened it a lot to Repo Man. That's what it reminded me of. When I when I was watching this, I felt like I was watching a twenty first 
21st century take on Repo Man. Um, very irrelevant, very all over the place, very quickly moving. Um, lots of pop culture references to the point to where I didn't. So I probably watched this maybe a, 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 a half dozen times within the first two, three years that it came out. And then I probably haven't watched it for almost a decade. I mean, maybe a little bit less. I think I revisited it not too long ago. But, um, you know, this is a movie that is so vibrant and of the moment and youth orientated that you could see it not aging well. But it really does. I mean, at this point, it, it, it's, you know, definitely a Y2K movie. Um, but it's about it's about 10 years old, uh, you know, a little bit over. But it still holds up remarkably well. And it's got so many, so much stuff going on in it. I, I don't, you know, the, the, yes, there's something about a serial killer that's, that's killing students that's kind of based on um, a movie that, within the movie, you know. And there's a lot of time travel shenanigans. There's also the plot line of just about every single fucking 80s movie. Um, be it Freaky Friday, Breakfast Club, um, The Fly. I mean, just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. just, uh, it's such an insane scattershot of ideas and concepts. And it, the movie will spend five minutes to go in a completely bizarre tangent that it nails conceptually and then comes right back to like kids in detention like breakfast club it's kind of you know like us I'm... you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think what we what we aim for they they uh they definitely stick the landing with a foot on us and also right. like i was watching it i noticed like it predates the concept of incels too with the movie's like main villain at the end um i don't think incels were so much of a thing back then as they were now but it definitely realized like you know those those nerdy loner white knight good guys could very easily turn into uh sex crazy serial serial killers (laughs) drop of a hat you know (laughs) yeah no i i this was definitely something that uh will be like on my recommending list for a while now like i i feel like this is going to be something that i talk about or ask people like hey have you seen this and they're gonna be like no i'm gonna be like you should definitely check this one out yeah and just to kind of give our audience like a uh a grounding point too is um you know i uh (laughs) so we watched this i watched this with my with my my wife and my my son and and they both were my son liked it more than my wife. My wife was kind of like, what the fuck? Like, this is like, how many different plots are there to this movie, you know? And then when it was over, she was like, all right, if you made me sit through that, I'm going to make you sit through Totally Killer. Let's watch Totally Killer. And I was like, okay. And the movies are very similar in a lot of ways, um, where they're kind of time travel slasher throwback movies. Um, but I definitely thought this like ran where totally killer crawled um not to shit on totally Killer because i did hear your episode (laughs) without me but just to get my two cents in there this is a much better movie than totally killer no i i I agree and they they're it's not apples to apples comparison but there's they rhyme they're kind of no i definitely like this yeah um 
That's Dude. actually what I thought about the whole time I was watching Totally Killer. Was that wow? This is a lot like detention, <laughs> and and I think that's probably why I kind of enjoyed it because it was kind of easy to be. I don't know. I I honestly kind of felt like it was a sequel. I was like, oh, this is kind of like I don't know. It was uh, it it just it just flowed like flowed really well together with with that that I just watched detention. Yeah, they were. They, I would, I would be very surprised if the creators of Totally Killer had not seen Detention. Um, so to kind of talk about the personnel real quick, uh, it was directed by Joseph Kahn. Joseph Kahn is um, primarily a music video director, and uh, still to this day is a music video director. I mean, he's done. This movie came out two thousand eleven. And since then, he's done music videos for Taylor Swift, um, basically all of Taylor Swift's music videos, uh, a lot of DJ Khalid, um, Mariah Carey, Jonas Brothers. Uh, and he was a pretty prolific music video director before then. Um, Kelly Clarkson, Gwen Stefani, U2, Faith No More, uh, Blink-182. Britney Spears. He had done like all the, all the big Britney Spears ones. So, um, you know, music video directors turn movie directors, they kind of get a bad rap, right? Michael Bay is kind of like probably the most famous one, but this is one of those instances where I feel like he knew he, he played to his strengths and the idea of telling kind of these little mini movies, like, cause that's what music videos are, right? You're, you're watching a three to five minute movie that's all based around a song. And, um, I always loved music videos as an art form. I, I think, I, and this is a generational thing, but like when I grew up growing up in the eighties and nineties, music <laughs> videos were like a huge fucking thing. Um, they kind of were like the cornerstone of the music industry. And you could sell the shit out of a single from a band. If you had a really clever music video concept and, um, it's something that I don't think is really around anymore because MTV isn't nearly, I mean, it's, it's almost a meme at this point that, you know, remember when music video, you know, MTV used to play music videos, but really there was a time when they did that and that's all they did. And these little short films set to music were all that you could turn on and, and watch basically short films all day long. And um, I really love that. And I, I, I really loved that medium. And I wish that it existed today. I think they still, I mean, obviously Taylor Swift still makes music videos. I don't know where the fuck they air. I think they're just like on, on YouTube or something. But um, anyway, that director, Joseph Kahn, that's where he kind of got his start. And did a movie called Torque that was like Fast and the Furious adjacent, but I never saw it. It was kind of like a joke or something. And um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was, it was, it was like, like a punchline. Did you see Tori? Right. No, but like it just like whenever you said that, man, I just I don't know. I feel I feel like the the movie just played in my head. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know why, but it did, and I thought it was funny. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> well, did you watch the uh, Power Rangers thing that he did? Uh no. Oh my god! I thought, dude, I kind of want to. Is it good? It's awesome. It's James Vanderbeek as uh, I think one as one of the Power Rangers. I forget which one, and he's got Kimberly the Pink Ranger hostage, and she's oh no. played by Katie Sackoff, 
from um like Battlestar Galactica and stuff. Oh no. <laughs> and it's it's this it's like one of those grim, gritty re re reimagining of, you know, like a, a, a fucking it's it's kinda done as a joke, but he does it really well. And it's basically like, you know, the Power Rangers like Zoran or whatever you know, what do they do is they recruit these teenagers to, to fight in this intergalactic war. And we were just children. And what did they put us through and all this stuff? And like, it's really crazy. Holy it's shit. like one of those, one of those seven minute fan films. And, uh, it's, it's worth checking out though. I'm going to, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Um, he also did episodes of happy, my crazy ex-girlfriend, which is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And then he's got that, movie bodied that i want to check out about like rappers or something um it looked really funny yeah the power rangers short came out in 2015 and it's katie sackoff james vanderbeek uh as rocky which i think was the red ranger brie olsen's in it i don't see him being any other ranger (laughs) it's james vanderbeek bro um but yeah, it's worth it's worth checking out. It's like a, it's like a, a 15 10 minute something that's on YouTube. Um but yeah, and uh like I said Josh Hutcherson's in it. Uh he's kind of the the male protagonist at least. And he also acted as a producer on it. So I'm assuming he saw the script and was like, "I want to be in this movie." <laughs> and uh Good for him because he's got that um, Five Nights at Freddy movie coming out next weekend, I think, or this weekend. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I might check that out. I think my kid wants to go see that. I, you know, that is a very popular like, uh, like just title, like name, I, I like thing product. Like, yeah. I guess it was it like a book or a video game first, and then oh, like... no, it was a it was a video game that I think got more popular. By watching people play it than by okay. actually playing it yourself because the gameplay gotcha. is terrible. You're well, like it is it like a kid like is it actually for kids? Well it was it was for mobile devices, right? And it was like you you're in a you're in a security office and you only have the power you have a limited amount of power and you have to either turn lights on and the robots don't move when the lights are on. Or you can shut the doors to the security office. So you have, it's all like basically like pattern memorization. And like you have to, and the, you know, it, it counts down every night. You have to survive five nights at Freddy, right? So like you shut certain doors at certain time and turn on lights at certain times and you remember the pattern and you survive. The gameplay is fucking terrible. And, but it's one of these things that like developed lore behind it and the internet was obsessed with the lore. And the gameplay videos have jump scares, so you would watch people play it on YouTube, and then I th- I honestly think that's where the popularity came from. It's not it's not a good game. I don't think I think there was a console version, but even that's not that good. It's a lot of stealth shit. Um, but yeah, they finally did the movie version of it. I don't know. I'll, I'll I might go see it if you know I'm down. Hasn't there been a movie that's kind of like that, like being in a Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah, the the Nick Cage one, where he doesn't that's, say a word yeah, for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like a Capulet murder. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, it's called, yeah, but yeah. Like... I I remember. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> he doesn't talk at all. He's he's just there to clean up the thing. Yep. And then at night the things come alive and he's got to fight them and he just doesn't talk. You know, I just watched Renfield uh, actually a couple of days ago too. And I actually Pretty, liked it. It was good. It was long. But I mean, yeah. I, I... Yeah, it, was... it could have been shortened. But it also, honestly, like, I'd kind of been okay with it being, if it was going to be that long, like, why not an extra five, ten minutes? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was. I like that guy, Nicholas Holt. I think is his name. Um, Aquafina is uh, charming, and Nicholas Cage was what he was. But who's the bad guy in that? Oh, the the dude that. Oh, does, the uh, dude from uh, uh, fucking Parks, Parks and Rec. Yeah, Parks and Rec. Yeah. What's his name? Oh my god, I can't remember his name. But uh, oh, Ralph. Yeah. Uh, no, not Ralph Macchio. Um, He's fucking funny. John Ralphio. Yeah, Jeraphio, yeah. <laughs> and his sister. Yeah. I had no idea that he was in that movie. All I knew was Nicolas Cage and Aquafina and Nicolas Holt. And then when he pops out, I'm like, oh, he's the bad guy? I'm like, this is fucking good. Yeah, Renfield is Renfield's worth checking out. I, I, I saw that at Video Demand as soon as it hit and uh, and kind of dug it. But um, Yeah, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure Nicolas Cage has got a green light to for a Dracula movie. Oh, like a spinoff? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's that'd be pretty cool. He said he's always wanted to do like Dracula and shit. So I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I I don't know. I think he's. I I haven't caught up with all this this latest wave of Nicholas Cage. Cage meta stuff. Meta Cage. Meta Cage. Meta, yeah, the meta cage. The the one he did with uh, Pedro Pascal, I I honestly want to see because I. Oh yeah, I, I got that one. Yeah, I I really do want to watch that, but I just I have. I bought it because it was on sale and it was a steel book. I got it for like ten bucks. Yeah, and I it was definitely worth all fucking ten dollars. Fuck, I would have paid twenty for it. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like it, it was good. Like I I thought it was funny. Yeah, I think the the thing I'm most excited about now um, is probably the Scott Pilgrim um, oh, TV anime. Show. Yeah, yeah. I uh, you know I don't I've, obviously I got shit going on with like you know school and shit, but um, I will make fucking time to watch that. Like that is you know um, that looks really good. And the guy they got helming it, the director, you know, it's not Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright's just a producer. But the dude that, that they have uh, writing and directing it is has done a lot of great stuff. Um, and I wish I remembered his name right now. But uh, it's um, – I think it's going to be pretty fucking solid. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Uh, I'm happy that all the voice actors will be the characters from the movie. That's like unheard of. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool too. So I, I was excited to hear that like even Chris Evans, like the ones that kind of got big are even coming back. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, it's for voice acting. It's easy enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you're getting Chris Evans, Brie Larson. Who, yeah, who else everybody. made it pretty big? Um, Anna Kendrick. Brandon oh, yeah. Ralph, I'm glad he gets to work again. And Michael Sierra, Karen yeah. Culkin, who's like Karen, huge yes. now because of that fucking uh, whatever show, um, the show that my wife watches. And uh, <laughs> why can't I find the fucking? I gotta find the the crew. Here we go. 
This is going to bother me. Uh, ben Davis Skrabinski is, uh, is the showrunner on it. And he did shoot him up. I don't know if you ever saw that movie with, um, with, um, oh, what's his name? Clive Owen, where it's like, basically he's like Bugs Bunny. Uh, yeah, it looks familiar. Oh, we'll do, we'll do, Paul Giamatti's in it. We'll do an episode on that sometime once we get through spooky season. Uh, <laughs> okay. this is, this is a great, uh, forgotten action movie, uh, under 90 minutes. And it's basically like, like watching a Looney Tunes cartoon. It's so violent and just like all over the place. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, much like detention. So, uh, <laughs> is there? Uh, did you have any closing thoughts for it? I don't have anything more in my notes, except a great one-liner: "See you, Clapton Davis." Hope my soundtrack comes out on vinyl. I thought that was a great fucking line, you know. Yeah, no, that was good. Uh, I guess get your ass to, de- to detention. Should have been on the fucking poster. There yep. you go. 